Support for this podcast comes from Learning Alliance. Tired of trying to figure out what you should train your team on every week? Do you struggle to be the dynamic trainer that elevates your team's performance while making happy customers? SGI's Learning Alliance now offers its members a turnkey 26-week training schedule with high-impact sales and communication videos for your frontline employees. Turn them on once a week and watch your team transform. Training can be as easy as clicking a mouse. To download this training schedule, SGI members, simply go to the Learning Alliance tab of your SGI Hub website, then click on Learning Alliance videos. You'll find it there. Of course, your coaches are on standby if you need any assistance. What I needed was a plug-and-play system. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said to other people before that ask me, you know, what what do you think the value is in, in SGI? And I say, you know, I would have figured this all out on my own probably eventually. Be about 20, 30 years from now, and I'd be sick and tired of it, and I'd be want and I'd want to quit. Sure, and sure. So I think that SGI relationship for me hopefully has uh, the potential. I think it does to to get me to the the, place where I really um, am enjoying uh, operating the company. Sure. Uh, It's, it's a lot of work and uh, a lot of long nights and early mornings and, and, uh, but it's, it's, it's comforting to know that if I keep doing, I keep cutting the trees down and stacking the wood, picking out another one, we're going to get where we want to be. Welcome to the successful contractor powered by success group international a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. As a reminder, all episodes of the Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube as well as your favorite podcast player of choice. Um, I'm incredibly excited to bring to you today a conversation I had with Dusty Hoyler, of Craftsman Plumbing in Seattle, Washington. Um, there are a few things I enjoy more than talking to new SGI members, and the reason's simple. You get to see them in their metamorphosis stage as they're starting to climb out of whatever troubles they had initially and, and see this new resurgence in their businesses. And Dusty really started incorporating the SGI principles in his business late in 2018, but definitely well into 2019. Uh, and the man has been a machine, as you will hear He's been implementing change left and right. He calls it cutting and stacking wood. Uh, you cut one tree, you stack it up, move to the next. It's hard work, but in the end, it's well worth it. And uh, Dusty's doing the same thing in his business. He's implementing one thing, stacking it off to the side, and, and stacking another and cutting another. And he's, he's building a great business out of all these changes he's making. Um, and he's definitely seeing some change and some improvement. Uh, he began with SGI's revenues were in the $700,000 range. Um, and now he's thinks he's gonna he's knocking on the door of a million dollars. Not sure he's gonna do it this year, but definitely next year. And with each year, um, he is being becoming more and more profitable. So, um, and Dusty has some really big goals for his business in the next uh, next ten years, and uh, he he definitely believes he's gonna hit them now that he's he's moving on this right track. So, I hope you enjoy this interview with Dusty Hoyler of Craftsman Plumbing, and take away a nugget or two. Dusty, thank you so very, very much for taking some of your precious time to, to chat with me today. Uh, for those uh, tuning into the show, could you please share with them uh, your name, your company name, and where you are located? You bet. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, my my name is Dusty Hoyler, and uh, my company is Craftsman Plumbing, and we're in the Seattle metro area. Uh, That's great. All of Seattle and a little bit of the outskirts. 
Very good. Very good. Well, lots of We have lots of really good members in that area. Uh, it's certainly a hotbed for, for strong SGI members. Um, before we, we dig into the, the operational component uh, of your business, and, and I'll ask you some questions about your background in a minute. Just uh, for people uh, tuning in so they kind of understand the, the size and scope of your business, uh, if you would kind of share the breakdown. So who is, uh, let's let's start with the office. Who is uh, in the, the office of, the, of your business? So uh, myself and then Allie uh, is doing dispatch and answering the phones. Very good, very good. And, and how many trucks do you have running in the field? Uh, three trucks. Three trucks, and you have uh, an apprentice too, of course. Yeah, one apprentice, and, and, and our apprentice kind of floats between mostly two of the trucks, uh, but she does get get into, into all three of them from time to time. Uh, essentially, whoever has the, the task that needs an extra set of hands, you know, that's, that's where she's at. Sure, of course, of course. Um, and, and we're talking because I know you've been hard at work uh, on your business. I've had uh, both Patty Myers and Missy Jones speak really highly of you and how you've been attacking your business, a small business, but one that's growing. Just maybe share with everyone. Uh, let's see, you said a couple of years ago, you were in uh, uh, the low sevens, correct? In terms of revenue? Yep. <clears throat> 700,000 and, you, and you've got an ambitious goal of hitting uh, just shy of a million. You're striving for that number, right? Yep, I think we're gonna be about nine, nine, five, somewhere in there. That's good. And then next year we'll we'll topple it and have to have you on again to see what will put you push you over the edge. Um, but no, it's exciting. You, you're you're definitely representative of a lot of SGI members and most of uh, plumbing businesses in the country. Um, and again, uh, we're talking just because I know you've been passionate uh, and working hard at, at getting things uh, growing and, and and profitable and all that good stuff. So before we get into um, really, like I said, the components of your business and what you do day to day. Um, I love telling people stories. I think so much can be learned uh, from learning people's backgrounds, where they came from. And uh, I had the benefit of looking at your website and our About Us page. So they gave me a little insight. Um, you are not from, you're from Washington, but you're not quite from the Seattle area, correct? Where, where'd you grow up? Correct. So I grew, I grew up in a very small town uh, called Curlew, east mm -hmm. side of the state, uh, right off the Canadian border. In fact, we were about 18 miles from the border, and and uh, in during high school, I played actually played uh, hockey in the Canadian hockey program. And, oh, very uh, nice. We would go up on weekends to play games, and then two to three uh, evenings of practice uh, across the border. Are you are you doing any adult leagues now, or do you hang up the skate? You know, I'm I'm not, but I really I, I I'd like to. It's it's one of those uh, you know, it's as a business owner, I always struggle with how how to get enough exercise to stay healthy oh. and. And that's one of those things that uh, <laughs> that I'd really like to, to have the time to take on. And at this point, I just uh, just don't have the time. Sure, sure. Now, did I, did I rewrite that you grew up on a farm? So you are, are and I know you come from a, a family of, of plumbers as well, correct? That's correct. Yep. So uh, my grandfather had a, a potato and hay farm uh, there okay. in Curly. And uh, my dad and, and two of my uncles and, and two cousins are actually all plumbers as well. Um, they, they grew up in Nebraska and, and, uh, came out here in their, in their early twenties. Um, okay. and, uh, one of my uncles started plumbing and it, it kind of, and everybody else kind of followed suit and, uh, they've all owned, uh, businesses in the construction side, mm -hmm. um, mostly residential construction, um, in different periods of their life. In fact, my, my uncle, one of my uncles still has a, a business in, uh, Colville, Washington. Okay. Okay. So you cut your teeth in the trade probably not long after you started walking. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I was 
putting together shower valves in the garage, you know, for a dollar an hour when I was probably nine or 10, you know, sodding stuff up. So, so yeah, yeah I, I, I think I had a three-year card because uh, the way it works in Washington is you have it, you register with labor and industries and then they track your hours. Okay. And I had a three-year apprenticeship card when I graduated high school. Holy cow. <laughs> you logged some hours by then. I, I got to um, jump on things. And I actually, after high school, I actually uh, wanted to do something different and break the family mold a little bit. And so uh, I was going there because I, I need something dramatically different. So please go go ahead. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I came to Seattle. That's actually what brought me to Seattle. I, I came okay. to a commercial dive school here in Seattle right after high school. Now, okay, now speak to me about on this. What, what, why, how did the attraction to commercial diving, where did that come from? Did you read about well, it? Did you see it on TV? Or a, you know, a I um, family connection? grew up in a small town, uh, not a lot of economic opportunity. Sure. Um, I knew I was leaving town the minute I graduated and mm -hmm. uh, didn't do real well in, in, uh, in, in my studies. You know, I, I, I maintained with some, some B's and C's and sure. And by the time I was a senior, you know, I, I, I had four, four periods of shop class. In fact, one of those periods, I was just out there kind of doing whatever I wanted to do. And, <laughs> and the school kind of tapped into that. I think I, I built uh, my senior year, I built a, a baseball backstop and I, I just really nice. enjoyed welding and, and uh, kind of working with my hands. And, and so it just kind of made sense. Uh, I wanted to make some money, some big money sure. and have an adventure and, and uh, I figured, you know, hey, that that that's the ticket right there. Commercial diving and, and maybe travel the world and yeah, all that. So I uh, graduated from the dive school here in Seattle, went to down to Louisiana, worked in the in the oil field offshore for about three years. Oh, OK. It was a good experience. Made some, made yeah. some money. Yeah. Had a good time and, and then realized I woke up one morning on a on a barge out in about uh, 40, 50 feet of muddy water off the coast of Alabama. And uh, <laughs> I, I, the company I worked for, they, they had this, they'd sent out this memo that uh, they were no longer gonna, uh, they were cutting some costs and they were no longer gonna oh. provide cake mix uh, to, our, to our cooks. <laughs> and it was the one thing that like the end of the day, you know, we worked 12 hour days at the one, end of the day, it was, oh, yeah. It really was, you know, I, I just, they'd bake us a cake every night, you know, and it yeah. really was the highlight of my, of my day. And, and I thought to myself, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, this is, yeah. uh, this isn't for me. So I, that was my last trip offshore. I, I've never been back out. That's interesting. Cut, don't, don't cut this man short on his cake. It's bad. No. Things are going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you based out of like Venice, Louisiana area? I've, I've been down there before. It's where all that the fishing is and stuff like that. Yep. We, we would we would uh, we would crew out of Venice uh, on quite a few occasions. Uh, yeah, the company I worked for actually we were based out of Morgan City. Okay, okay, interesting. All right, so you go. I need a life change. Why why go back to the Seattle area? Just because it was what you knew, or or, or why there? You know, my mom uh, still lived in this area, so I I came back. I actually wanted to go to work. I really enjoyed being offshore, mm -hmm. and I thought. Uh, I, I talked to a few guys who worked on the tugboats when I was in dive school, and I thought, uh, you know, it'd be really fun to get on the tugboat rotation uh, going up to Alaska and coming back. It's usually a, a two weeks on, two weeks off. Okay. And uh, and that 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 really appealed to me, and so I started working on 
getting my Coast Guard certifications in line. Okay. And I was living with my mom. I was 21 years old, and 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 I was talking to one of my cousins who was a plumber, and uh, he worked at another service uh, residential service company here in Seattle, and and I was complaining about you know living at home, and he <laughs> said, hey, you know, I, I can get you a job on Monday. And yeah. I, right. And I said, okay, you know, that sounds good. Let's do it. You know, at least I, I'll work on my my Coast Guard stuff and I'll, and I'll do some plumbing and, and kind of as a bridge, right? Well, sure. That was, uh, that was 1999. Uh-huh. Here, here we are still plumbing. So. <laughs> Burnt that bridge. That, that bridge is gone. You're, 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 you're sunk. You're on that. You're yeah. on the plumbing island for now. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a good trade. It's a good business. Sure. And I, I feel really grateful to have had all the experiences I've had and, and had the chance to work with all the great plumbers I've worked with and, and then have a chance to, to be mentoring a group of plumbers here at Craftsman Plumbing. That's, that's great. That's great. Now, if I, if I read our records right, you started Craftsman in 2014, correct? That's correct. Okay. Now why, why the decision to, to, to go off on your own and, and do your own thing? What, what, what pushed you to that brink? You know, I, uh, I, I worked in the commercial um, when I came back to Seattle, I, I started the commercial uh, building trades apprenticeship, and I went through okay. that. I worked in the in the commercial side, new construction, uh, hospitals, high rises, um, sewer facilities, you know, kind of industrial type stuff. And and during the recession, I was working about you know four months to two months out of the year for for a good chunk of that time, two thousand and. Sure. It really, things really kind of went into a, a sideways slide in Seattle here in, in about 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, struggling through that period, I, in 2013, I kind of came to a crossroads where I was like, I, something's, you know, I'm not just going to sit and wait for a, for a dispatch call. Sure. And, and I got to figure out what to do with my life. And so I just decided, you know, I enjoy plumbing. Um, yeah. And uh, it's interesting because I was pursuing a, <laughs> I was pursuing a job with the Cory Booker for Senate campaign at the time, and I it was oh kind of okay, where I was going to go work on the campaign, and mm -hmm. uh, and I just decided, you know, plumbing is my passion; it's what I want to do, and yeah. uh, I just need to hang a shingle out and get started. And so yeah. I went. Uh, I was I was driving. There's kind of a main drag that goes through North Seattle, uh, Aurora Avenue, and I was driving down Aurora. And there was this plumbing truck, you know, it's a, a utility cutaway. Yeah. I pulled in and it was, it was, uh, it was for sale for like $7,800, you know, <laughs> and I cashed out some of my retirement and I, I went down to the bank and I cut a check for $7,800 and I thought, you know what, here, here we go. We're all in two feet. Let's, let's get this thing going. No looking back. No looking back. Good for you. Good for you. Well, that's a, that's a big jump. That's a serious jump. So so here we are. We've got a used truck, used van. You're looking you're looking to do work. How did you how did you start drumming up business? Just talking to friends and family, or or how'd you start start keeping busy? Yeah, I I, uh, I had a um, I got connected with a uh, national company who at the time they were buying up homes and renting them out, and uh, they had about 1,200 homes here in the area. Wow. Um, so that kind of got me off the, that kind of got the nose pointed, pointed up off the runway a little bit. Um, sure. It didn't go well. They, <laughs> well, they, I, uh, when I, I reworked uh, some of my software invoicing systems and 
when they realized that you know in, that, that almost every invoice I had was theirs, um, that created some significant issues, and they they essentially you know just tried to strong arm me um, to the point where I was working for free, right. and and so that didn't that didn't pan out, but it did it did create some 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 money coming in the doors for the first the first year. Sure, uh, I dabbled in the uh, custom uh, in the spec home market a little bit, um, which sure. didn't go very well either. <laughs> um, but I really had, uh, because of my experience prior to getting into the building trades apprenticeship program, working in the residential service sector, mm -hmm. uh, the, the company that I worked for, for about eight months, they were part of an organization called contractors 2000. I don't think it's called that. Oh, anymore, yeah. But sure. that, might recognize that name from back in the, oh, yeah. in the early 2000s. So I had seen a company operate under that kind of this system, right? Similar system. Sure. So, and I really knew that's, that's where I wanted to be. I, I didn't want to ever experience a recession where the work dries up. And right. I think that's the one thing, you know, sometimes it's not fun taking the late calls and, and, you know, you get some drain, water in your face occasionally and you know <laughs> all spaces yeah. and all the stuff we deal with on a daily basis um isn't always you know super glamorous but the sure. one thing that i really appreciate about service plumbing is it's not going anywhere right and it's not going to get outsourced and it's not going to um dry up in a in a down economy you might see a little bit of a, an up and down here and there but it, for, for the most part people are going to continue to invest in in their home yeah hundred percent, hundred percent. So, um, all right. So, so you, you're looking, you, you know, you, you, you want to get into, um, for the service side, right. Um, let's fast forward a little bit. Uh, you know, I have the benefit of knowing, looking at our records, you joined us, uh, the S SGI and, and let's see, end of 2018, I believe. Um, right. What, what, what drew, was that what drew you to us or did we reach out to you? How did you find out about, about SGI? So uh, I, I'm involved with the PHCC here in Washington. And okay. um, I got to know, uh, from being involved with the PHCC, I, I got to know a couple of contractors who are SGI contractors and um, that were on, that are on, the owners are on the leadership team of the PHCC. And, sure. And it was actually Todd Allred. Um, he signed up about a year before me. And, yep. and Todd and I are good friends and, and he's just such a stand-up guy and, and I really enjoy um, working with him on, on a number of, of kind of policy things here, here around regarding plumbing and, and uh, working with the PHCC. And, and I knew that he had, that he'd signed up. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm going to watch Todd <laughs> what happens in the next year. I'm going to watch him yeah. real close, you know? And so yeah. I kept a real, I kept a keen eye on, on his operation. Yeah. And a year, a year came and I said, well, that's it. We're, we're going to go for it. So, um, once I made, you know, once I made that determination and I saw what it had done for, for his operation and his company, um, there was, there was no question in my mind that, that I was going to go after it too. Okay. Now, did, did you call us then or, 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 or did, did someone eventually you know, I, circle around and talk to you? I think I, I told Todd, you know, Hey, what's, what's the next step? And he said, Hey, you know, they're having a profit day here in Seattle. And I think, I think Todd actually came in, Todd came in and, and Steve came in from Steve's plumbing as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another, another stand up, fantastic gentleman. Uh, yes. Yes. 
Yeah, no, I, I've seen, I've known Steve a long time. He's been on, I've interviewed him a handful of times. Todd too. I before we we went to the broadcasting, uh, interviewed him for the magazine, which I've put together a long time. Just you're right, two really neat guys. Uh, you know, Kathy's in your area too. Kathy Dowd, she just just amazing people up there. So you certainly had some some good people to to talk to and and, and be good resources. So um, all right, so you go to Profit Day. I'm assuming you know you were joining, right? Um, the next step is to go to Executive Perspective. So, uh, when did you when did you get to EP? And I'm assuming it was at Dallas at that point, correct? Yeah, and I think it was November. Um, okay. I just it, it was it was kind of a whirlwind. I yeah had a, pre, a previously planned trip to New Orleans and that I'd planned in the spring and okay. and I'm looking at the schedule, you know, and it's like executive perspectives in Dallas and my plane is stopping in Dallas, you know ah. and, uh, so we're, we were coming back i was I was traveling with a couple of friends and we were coming back and I just uh didn't get on that next leg back to Seattle. I just stayed in Dallas and uh, executive perspective started the next, uh, the next day. Oh my gosh. And um, so I was able to fit that in, 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 I think that was November because it was right after I signed up. It might've even been October. Um, yeah. Cause I didn't think, I thought I was gonna have to wait till December and right. uh, or, or I think it was October actually. And uh, I thought I was gonna have to wait for another month, but I was able to to align it and yeah you know it's a lot it's a lot of information to take in um, especially after a trip to new orleans right <laughs> <laughs> no i'm teasing but yeah that is it's a heavy week it's a heavy week so what did what did you think i mean what when you left that obviously you're probably brain overload i've heard that plenty of times um but something i it always seems to, to you know a common thread amongst members that go and and, and do well with the system is, is they kind of leave with a list of things they want to do. So when you were on that flight back to Seattle, did you have in your mind, you know, whether written down or just mentally a list of things you, you knew you needed to do right away? Absolutely. You know, I think uh, the way I think about it is, you know, I grew up out, out in the hinterlands and hinterlands <laughs> and uh, spent some time in the woods logging when I was growing up. And, and the way I think about it is, it's like cutting down a tree, you know, you're mm -hmm. out in the woods, a whole bunch of trees, and you, you pick one out, you cut it down, you chop it up, stack it, and then you pick out another one. And I, I that's the way I take on kind of the, the, the tasks, right? It's right. like, let's tackle this, get it in place, get it working, and then figure out what's the next thing we need to do to make our sure. operation run smoother and be more right. profitable. Right. And what was the first thing you, that you needed to be tackled and be chopped down and, and processed. The, the first thing was a pricing book. Right. Um, right. And that was, that was a lift, you know, getting one set up that I felt like fit our, our um, market. You know, we, mm -hmm. have, we have, we have, we do a lot of repairs on, on old shower valves, Price Fister and American Standard and Kohler. And, and, and so kind of working, fine tuning a price book that, that made sense for our operation uh, took right. some time. Sure. Um, now, did you did you come from a flat rate system before? Or were you doing like time and material? We came from a flat rate system. Okay. Uh, we just didn't really have a uh, we had a multiplier that everybody mm -hmm. used, and so yeah. it was kind of like, hey, how long do you think this is going to take? And and how where, where how do we come up with our 
with our with our price. Um, sure. And the book has been really helpful to to kind of standardize uh, the pricing across the board. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How much did your pricing go up? Do you think when you adopted the the, the price guide? Did you did it did you increase it right away, or did you just focus on getting it kind of down first? We really focused on getting it down. I would say okay. our our pricing probably increased by fifteen to twenty percent. Oh, okay. I mean that's pretty good. Um, so yeah. that was that was a nice. It, it was some wind under our wings. Yeah, yeah. Did was that was that a difficult thing for you to do? Were you like to heck with it? I'm just going to do it and give it a shot and see what happens. You know, yeah. I was. I mean, what, it was like it was like how soon can we get this done? You know, like, <laughs> it, has, it has to happen. It has to happen like soon. Yeah. The hardest yeah. part, you know, it wasn't implementing. It wasn't like getting it into use. It was getting the book written. That was that was the tricky part. That was the hardest part for me. Once that once that book was written and we we really you know you know. I think we've just did an update uh, at the beginning of the year. We're probably going to do some more edits, uh, probably late summer, early fall. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. it's always it's a work in progress. But you gonna, are you going to push those? Huge. Yeah. Are you going to push those prices again? I hope. We are. Yeah. But yeah. I think we're going to push up about fifteen percent again. I was going to say. I mean, weighed materials and everything's looking, and and uh, yep. people pay it. I mean, you know, if you if you provide the value, and that's that's what I'll I'll transition to in a second. Um, you know, if you if you deliver what you know what you say you will it, 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 with great service, it's it's certainly worth it. Um, I can speak to that as a homeowner for sure. Uh, so yeah, so let's talk about value just a, a little bit. Uh, were you in uniforms and and floor savers and doing all that stuff beforehand? Yep. Okay, so you were you were committed to all that. Okay. How about like I know you've got the, the three trucks right now. Were they they're very they're pretty trucks, really nice logo on it. A very classy logo. You can see it in, in your in your shirt right there. Yep. Um, yeah, there you go, man. Were those were those in place too when before All you joined? Yeah. Okay. So you had so you you just needed to push your pricing to where you already were. Is what it sounded like in the value department. Yeah, I think I think I think what what really what I needed was a plug and play system. Mm -hmm. um, I've said to other people before that asked me, you know, what what do you think the value is in, in SGI? And I say, you know. I would have figured this all out on my own probably eventually be about 20, 30 years from now and I'd be sick and tired of it and I'd be one and I'd want to quit. Sure. And sure. So I think that SGI relationship for me hopefully has uh, the potential. I think it does to, to get me to, to the a place where I really um, am enjoying in operating the company. Sure. Uh, it's it's a lot of work and oh, uh, yeah. a lot of long nights and early mornings and and uh, but it's 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 comforting to know that if I keep doing if I keep cutting the trees down and stacking the wood picking out another one we're gonna drive right, man where we want to be that's right that's right now did your did your team was it was it just you at that time when you joined or did you already have a few people uh, in place around you I had two I had two plumbers at the time let's see I'm trying to think. Yes, I had two. Okay, and and how was it just you in the office at that point, or were you in the, were you in the field still? I was in the field still. Okay, all right. So were you taking all the phone calls at that point too? Yep. All right. So that 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 leads to that. When did that change happen? Where you're like, okay, I cannot perform in the field and be answering the phone or just taking voicemails or whatever, right? And and losing opportunity. When did you decide to hire a, another person for the office? Let's see. 
I hired somebody in the office. When was that? That was last two years ago in November. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that right? It was in November. It was actually, it was about December. Okay. Um, December of 2019. Okay. Was that Allie or was that someone else? You that, finally was, uh, that was uh, someone else before Allie. Okay. And finally, you finally found the right person, right? Um, yeah. So that what that person was tasked to what? Take phone calls and do dispatching? Uh, you know, it's it, dispatching is a difficult um, skill to learn. Oh, yes. so, um, I was in the office when we, when I made that transition, I was already in the office cause I was answering the phone and, and it, our volume had gotten to the point where I couldn't be on in the field and answering the phone. Right. So I was in the office answering the phone and, and managing operations, um, booking calls, scheduling, doing, doing everything at the office. Sure. Um, sure. And once, uh, once that individual came on, it was really about getting them up to speed and just getting them competent answering the phones that, that right. was the first thing right and then uh as that as that skill base developed then adding on the layers of of, of kind of the what everything that needs to be done in that in that position i think if somebody hasn't had uh experience past experience doing all those uh kind of holding all that uh that flow in their sure. mind i don't think they can come in and just start um no. that's the expectation that that that's where it's gonna that's where that that's the task but yeah um that's a lot to come in and start on day one. Oh, one thousand percent one thousand percent so um with you know the person before Allie and then Allie and with answering the phones did you introduce them to some of the call scripting that we had and some of the videos and stuff like that what maybe speak to what their training process was to get them uh, up and going at least on the call taking side of things yep the scripting, the videos, uh, mm -hmm. myself, you know, just kind of listening in and, and providing little uh, bits of feedback. Um, sure. And then as soon as possible, getting to the, uh, you know, getting to the in-person training. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think that, I think that until you can get to that in-person training, it's hard to understand exactly what that, what the system should look like. And it's, it's difficult for me to teach all of that. Yeah. That, yeah. All that, all those components. Um, I sure. was working on individual kind of individual aspects, um, mm -hmm. but I don't think it all comes together until you can get to that training. I think that training is one of the most critical uh, trainings to go to. Um, and because of COVID, we, you know, we weren't able to do that in the, in the exact time frame that I'd hoped we could. Sure. But, Fortunately, we were, we just went to the training in. Let's see, what was the name of the company? Wirenut. In, uh, oh yeah, you did, you were at that. Oh great. Yep, and I think that oh, that was really great, and I I can already tell that 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 was that was very beneficial. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great operation out there, Transcontinental. We've well, cranked through. We've cranked through. We were training. Uh, so I went to general managers training in uh, okay. Dallas. Uh -huh. a few weeks back and then we were in uh colorado springs and then uh previous prior to that we were i had the uh one of the plumbers and one and the apprentice went to uh, service essentials in dallas so once we got you know comfortable getting on airplanes we all got vaccinated we're we're, sure. we're like get, we get that training going 
That's yeah. Let's rock and roll. I'm tired of sitting sitting around. I want, let's let's make some hay. Good for you. You know, you're right though. Um, I, I've been doing this a long time, and I've interviewed people for a long time. And those that make the commitment to training and learning the system, it just it's just a different ballgame. You know, it just it, it really locks it in. Um, when when did you first go to Service Essentials? Was were you able to go early on before things got kind of locked down? Yeah, I think I've been to. Let's see. This would have been my second. Um, okay. So I took two of the plumbers to Service Essentials the first yeah. year, and then yeah. in the second year we went to uh, Plumbers Advanced. Oh, good for you. And then we're going to be going to train the trainer in July. With, That's with great. Plumbers. Was was Plumbers Advanced at at the the Dallas office or was that at at a member location? No, that was a member location, and that was in Alabama. And I'm trying to. Oh, think. carries. You're at carries at on time. Yeah, yep. um, that's a great operation. Great, another great guy. We lot so many really good members. It's hard to say there's a lot, you know, there's there's just a lot of really good people. That's great. Now, what? How did that open your eyes to things? I mean, you had you had the the foundation with service essentials, right, and kind of seeing how a service call should be delivered. What uh, what added benefits did uh, the Plumbers Advanced class provide? What what did you take from that? You know, I think uh, I think really getting into the options and the importance of options. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a powerful component of that class. Um, fine-tuning the script and the, mm-hmm. and the, the, you know, you work on it in service essentials, but it just, you know, it takes that, that introduction component to the next level. Um, I think you get, you get more into the why, why do we do this? Mm-hmm. Um, where, you know, it's service essentials. You're just kind of like, you know, just trying to understand it, you know, all these things you got to do, right? It's, like it's a, a lot. And you're like, yeah. you know, yeah. And, uh, and so it's a good pro- progression. I think you're working on a lot of the same stuff. You get more into the personality types um, mm-hmm. that you don't get into uh, quite as deep in uh, service essentials. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it. It really solidifies that experience for the customer from the time that we pull up to the time we're driving away. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did how did all this training resonate with your team? Were they pretty welcoming to it and pretty open to it? They're pretty open to it. Um, mm-hmm. There's a little pushback sometimes, you know. Sure. And, uh, you know, this is kind of silly. Um, <laughs> but I think that uh, I think that even uh, some of the folks that I get some pushback from you know they're 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 smart individuals and they understand that it that it really um it really empowers them to be good at this and and so you know however they internalize that training Mm -hmm. uh, and and take it away and make it make it theirs um however they do that it's 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 beneficial and it's and it's a powerful experience Sure. I would think also when you go to a larger operations like Wirenut or uh, on time with Carrie there in, in Alabama, they go, well, well, there must be something to this. This didn't just, just drop out of the sky. Right. I mean, they had to, they had to, they had to add some credibility to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to see that, you know, we're not the only people doing this. You know, there's a lot of people doing all the things we're doing all over the country. Yeah. And, and it's fun to see those big operations. Uh, yeah. It's fun to see places that have a, a coffee, you know, a push button coffee machine and, and a nice break room and and yeah. you know, TV monitors in the in the in the training area and 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 uh, 
that's exciting. Yeah. And, and, and it's something to go, hey, guys, this is what we're going to get to. You know, yep. in, in a couple of years, if, if everyone keeps working and, 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 and grinding to get better, we can absolutely do this. And, and you certainly can. So, um, all right, that's good. That's good stuff. Support for this podcast comes from Bradford White. Bradford White is a full-line manufacturer of residential and commercial water heaters and boilers. While being manufactured and assembled in the USA by American craftspeople, Bradford White's goal is to deliver high-quality, superior products specifically built for the professional contractor. You can always count on the performance and reliability of our built-to-be-the-best products. Visit BradfordWhite.com to learn more. Welcome back to the show. I'm interviewing Dusty Hoyler of Craftsman Plumbing in Seattle, Washington. So far, we've learned Dusty's story and began talking about a lot of the changes he made uh, with his business after joining the SGI family. Uh, and we're going to keep talking about change. We'll learn how he made that difficult decision to get himself out of the field. We'll talk about how he worked with our financial coach, Patty Myers, uh, to get his financials in order and give himself some true insight into where his business stands financially. Uh, and we'll talk about how he implemented service line into his business as a, a core uh, software tool. So, uh, And we're going to learn so very much more. So let's jump back into my conversation with Dusty Hoyler of Craftsman Plumbing. Uh, what's training look like today? I know uh, COVID probably made things interesting a little bit with not getting together or whatever, but but now that things are kind of normalized and you're all uh, vaccinated, what are do you guys get together frequently? Is it weekly? Is it daily? Yep, we uh, we do a training on Monday mornings um, for about one and a half to two hours. Oh wow, okay. Um, yeah. That's something we've implemented. I would say about four or five months ago um okay. during this 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 last month when, when we were out of town a lot training uh we I, I suspended that for about a month it was just too much to yeah some of those weeks that monday was the only day i was in town and i was just right. like <laughs> just trying to like get all the things done that had to be done, done. before i went to another training so training. i was gonna say you're training you're just really <laughs> training <laughs> it, was, it was hard but yeah. But yeah, I think that's really important. Um, I'm interested in, and in, I'm, I'm in the process of kind of thinking about maybe doing one more day during the week. Um, okay. Maybe some, yeah. some, some training on Wednesday morning. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want to make sure that we're using it effectively. And sure. so unless, I, I haven't gotten to that point yet where I'm ready to, yeah. to actually block that time out. But um, my, I think the Monday morning training uh, has been has been very beneficial and uh it keeps us keeps us all pointed in the same direction and it gives us a chance to talk over some stuff that we're imp implementing and get feedback and talk about why we're doing it and and how to do it and and what's working what's not yeah does now does everyone start the day at your office or do you get they get dispatched from their home everybody starts the day here okay good. we've had we've had a significant issue with uh, truck break-ins and so oh, wow We've been in this in this facility for two years now, just over two mm -hmm. years, and all the trucks are parked inside, um, inside the building. And so, yep. we have had zero <laughs> since we moved here, and it's been amazing. I um, let me tell you, when you get up in the morning, you got a bunch of work uh, to do, and your trucks doors are cut open. It uh, takes the wind out of your sails. And oh, uh, if I never have to deal with that again, I'm going to be pretty happy. Yeah, for sure. Plus, I, you know, the, the thing I always like with, with companies that meet every day, you get to see everyone's face, right? It's not just 
FaceTime isn't the same as, as real FaceTime, you know, and uh, I think it's good culturally. It, it builds, um, you know, if you're, especially if you're hiring right and you got people that are, are people people. I think it's this guy. It's a good way to start the day, right? A smile on your face, see what's going on. You can tell if someone's having a rough day, right? You can kind of pull them aside before they, they go on that first call, first call and maybe tank it because they're not on on game, right? So there's something to that as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it really it's really good for developing the internal culture that you want. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Very good. Um, all right, let's uh, backtrack just a bit. You mentioned. Um, you made the decision to get out of the field, like, hey, I need to get into the office and able to make to make sure this this company grows, right? I can't, I, I can only go so far uh, when I'm when I'm in a truck. I, I'm sure you're probably your best the re- best revenue producer, which is which is that hard thing to wrestle. Um, so maybe kind of share with people, you know, why was that just it? You just said, hey, the only way for us to continue to grow is for me to get out of here, or you know, and, and was that a difficult decision? Because I know it's hard for a lot of guys to let go of, of that end, end of, of the job because they've been doing it for so long. So maybe speak to that transition a bit. Yeah, I mean, it is hard. It's really hard. And when you rely on, on you know, when the company's relying on, on the revenue stream coming from me being out in the field, um, which we were, um, yeah. it's scary to, to oh, kind of sure. Sure that but i think we're the point that i got to was the phone was ringing and i wasn't able to convert that call and we're paying you know we're paying for that phone call yeah and if i was under a sink or something i'd run out to the truck you know and, and like you have to get some parts you know and i'd be in the cab you know calling them back you know and maybe they've already called another plumber and yeah. and there, there came a point where we were losing we weren't keeping the pipeline full yeah, me trying to do all those things at once. I just I couldn't do any of it very well. I was I was scattered with the customer because I'm thinking about the schedule, you know. And I literally had a had a schedule book that I'd carry around everywhere with myself. Sure. And, and I was scheduling appointments, you know. And, yeah. yeah. I'd keep it in my toolbox, you know, and uh, and it just became very clear that I, that I just couldn't hold it together. Yeah. And and, and you know. I work hard, but I'm not superhuman. And I just had to say, hey, we I gotta adjust. I just can't do this anymore. Right, right. So you had how many, you had what, two other trucks running at that time when you pulled yourself out? Or, yeah, or did so you hire the third and then pull yourself? I was the third truck. Okay. At that point. Yep. So you went in then with two trucks running and just yep. and just you. So I mean that's a scary, that's a scary jump, right? That's 33% of the revenue. Um, yep. how long did it take you to find uh, a replacement for yourself in that third truck? We didn't start running a third truck until after the pandemic uh, kind of okay. broke. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, that's a really interesting question. The, when here in, in Washington, we had a, a stay home order that went into effect pretty early on. And right. uh, in some ways, I think that was really, that was really good for, for this, for this area. Cause we, we didn't, uh, we didn't see this, the hardcore spikes at the beginning. Um, that some of the other areas did and mm-hmm. but people were freaked out people oh, were like sure. you know the epicenter was kind of right here outside of seattle right at the beginning and and people were just terrified and they didn't know there wasn't a lot of knowledge about what was happening or sure. how um, a lot of data and once that stay home order went into place our phone just stopped ringing yeah <laughs> you know we had a few little remodel projects we wrapped up and it was like well you know what uh 
we're going to have to do layoffs. And so yep. uh, plumbers got laid off. Uh, both the plumbers, um, I kept the two helpers on. They, they, the plumbers had, the, and the office staff um, was laid off as well. Um, the plumbers had, you know, they had good unemployment benefits, and so they were able to, you know, hold their lives together, which I'm grateful um, for that aspect. Yeah. So I wasn't so worried about them, uh, but the helpers were making significantly less than the plumbers and and i was really worried about you know could they survive and, and keep you know personally keep afloat on unemployment and so sure very early on i made the decision to keep keep them on staff um, yeah. and so we started working on you know when, when when i go into a situation like that there's so much so many things that, that i know we need to implement and we need to do that we don't have time to do when right. we're full on operational. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, we are gonna put the put the shelving in that I've been dreaming of. We're gonna with the <laughs> boxes and the labels and like the yeah. parts and organize. And so so yeah. we just like we just dug in and started like doing projects. Yeah. And it was great because we were booking about anywhere for those two months, we were booking anywhere from one to three calls a week. Okay. And so I'd you know, I'd load. You know, the we we get the helpers loaded up in the truck. You know, and I'd stay at the office. And I was I was one phone call away. You know, and I was coaching them through everything. Yeah. And and it was a great opportunity for them to kind of spread their spread their wings a little bit with sure. in kind of a low pressure. It's like, hey, we got one call today. You know, <laughs> yeah. like we got right. this. We, you right. know, like right. if, if, we, if we get in trouble, like I'm 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 on my way. Yeah. So. What came of that is one helper um, did not perform well. Okay. And he's no longer uh, employed here. Sure. That happens and, a lot. And one of the helpers just took it, you know, and, yeah. and, and the way it worked out was the one helper would just watch the other helper do all the work, you know. And so okay. when we uh, when we came back after the pandemic, um, that individual started running a truck and that was our third truck. That's great. And. and you know, I'm just so excited for him. He's he's, mm -hmm. he's a phenomenal job. Um, he's excited. Um, it's just it's just been great to see him grow into that into that role and continue to grow. That's great. Hey, 500 uh, batting percent percentage isn't too bad, right? One out of two. I'll take that all day long. Um, when did you when did you bring on your your newest helper? I guess when did she come aboard? Let's see. She came on board. I'd say, God, I'm, I get kind of just inundated in the workflow i'm thinking she's been here about eight months now okay about eight or nine months um mm -hmm. she came on board uh i'm on the uh on the board of a pre-apprenticeship program here in the seattle oh. area okay um the last let's see five out of the last six helpers i brought on board yeah five out of the last six um have been from that program okay it's i i just uh the the two uh she she's from that program and then uh the the gentleman that's running a truck now is from that program and the quality of the individuals coming out of that program in my opinion um is unprecedented and and essentially it's they uh they have a they can't i fired out of what's called the pace program and it's a 12-week pre-apprenticeship program where they're okay. uh, they come to school Prior to the pandemic, it was every day of the week 
I think it's they've switched up the schedule and it's maybe three days a week now. Okay. Um, but you know, they start out in the morning with calisthenics in, in work, work gear and oh, wow. for, you know, an hour and, uh, running really? run laps and like, you know, and it's like a boot camp. And so yeah, the people that don't make it, you know, the people that do make it, I should say, and graduate, um, they have the, the drive and the desire to be in, in the trades. And, yeah. um, and so you don't have to do that weeding out process um, or right. you know, much. So it's still, you still kind of have to figure out if, it, if it's a good fit, but, and, and is the aptitude there? And is this the right trade for you? Yeah. But the success rate of these individuals coming through this program is, is pretty high. And so yeah. I think that's, that's, that's a real gem of an opportunity for, for me and for, for us as an organization to tap into that. How did you get, just because of your relationship with PHCC and all that, did you get tied into that early on? Or did you just go looking for a really good um, source for, for talented new people? Or how, how did that come about? You know, and that's an interesting question. Um, I actually, there was, a, um, there was a gentleman who started the PACE program. It was, it was, it was this organization, which is called a new is actually kind of a and it's kind of uh, taken over a lot of other smaller pre-apprenticeship programs that uh, that had developed here in the in the area okay and there was a gentleman that i knew quite well he's passed away now um, his name was bob markle and he had started what's called it was a program called S, uh, svi uh, seattle vocational institute okay and uh, i got to know him back in 2008 2007 uh, quite well mm -hmm. he passed away in 2009 if i remember right um and so i was familiar with the program and so i reached out to the folks um at, at uh, seattle vocational institute which had then had been kind of swallowed up by this other organization that had had um, some better funding um, mechanisms and and then I, uh, because of that, reaching out to, to those folks, uh, they actually actually asked me to, to join the board. So I joined the board. Oh. Wow, that that certainly helps. That you you you've got you've got direct contact with them for sure. So that's that's wonderful. So as you continue to grow, uh, hopefully that will will continue to be a fruitful relationship and be able to keep finding great talented people that are are definitely dedicated. I was going to say if you're going to survive a boot. You're, you you said if you're going to survive a boot camp like uh, you know experience, you're certainly going to be willing to uh, to work hard once you get with the with the company. So that's pretty neat. That's good. That's good to hear, Dusty. Um, you know, a, a big thing of what I heard in in when I heard your name is is you've made a lot of work and it's been a lot of work in understanding the financials of your business, right? We, a lot of we've talked talked about thus far as revenue generation, uh, capturing clients worth of phones and all that stuff. So maybe talk about. Uh, the process of of trying to understand, you know, your budgets, your PL, all that stuff. Did you get with Patty Myers right away, or or what was that experience like for you? Oh yeah, and Patty's just so great to work with. I yeah. I always enjoy my Zoom meetings with Patty, and and uh, and a, a couple in person. You know, I started working with her at Executive Perspective. Actually, okay. um, I was like, hey, we need to we need to chat. You know, and, yeah. And, I think it, it, there's a certain day where she's like, "Hey, if you want to talk about something, you know, you need to set up an appointment with me, and we'll 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 get you on the calendar." So, um, 
I, after going through executive perspective, I could tell that my, my chart of accounts wasn't, didn't quite match up. Right. And so I, it was important for me to get that, um, kind of get that to match. So then I could look at that percentage, uh, uh, profit loss statement and, and say, where are we at? Where are we at here? Where are we at there? You know, where, where sure. it's all these different levels. Like, are we, are we, are we meeting expectations? Do we need to work on? And then, and then that helps me figure out what, what's the tree I got to chop down next, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So I knew that that was something that I had to tackle and, but it was, you know, it, I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really astute at sitting in front of QuickBooks and like clicking here and clicking there. And like, it's just wait, like, wait a minute, a plumber doesn't want to sit in front of Excel <laughs> spreadsheets all day long. What's what's going on with that? I understand. I don't like that stuff either. Yeah. No, I it's it. like, well, you know, it, it, it took me a couple of years of, of working on stuff. Um, we had, I had some issues with my accountant and we, and we had to switch. Um, yeah. We had to switch about a year. Well, first of the year mm -hmm. but some of the issues we were having uh kind of highlighted the fact that i need to get more involved in, in quickbooks and monitoring it and so um i started working i would just block off a meeting with patty once a week <clears throat> Good for you. we'd share screens we'd get into it and we would kind of do do some work on it about yeah. an hour's worth of work and then i'd say okay I got to go do other stuff now, but we're going to come back to it next week. We're going to pick up. And we just kept working on that for about two months. Wow. And Good for you. Yeah. Getting dialed in. And, and right now it's, it's the most dialed in it's been. Um, and it feels good. I, I feel like I have a better handle on where we're at at any given yeah. moment. Yeah. And, um, and that's, that's fantastic. Oh man. Talk about empowering to know where your business exactly is financially. And, and you hit it, you know, I, like I've said it a couple of times, you hit it on the head. You, you know, when you have that in place, it allows you to do, to, you know, make the right decisions and changes that need to happen in your business. So that's excellent. Um, where did you, what were some interesting things that you found along your two month journey? Were you, you know, meeting the gross margin percentages you need to meet? Um, were materials at where they needed to be, labor needed to be, all that kind of stuff? I know it might've been some time ago. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh what uh what were the big takeaways um i mean i think the biggest takeaway was the peace of mind of knowing yeah. you know not feeling like i like I'm, I'm i'm just trying to have a feeling about how things are working right like i yeah. think we're, i'm not sure but i think we're okay you know but i'm not yeah. positive and sure. so having, having a really clear uh concise picture is is really really amazing right Beyond, yeah, beyond what's in the in the savings account or checking. One of one of the things that we struggle with here is is rent's pretty high. Oh sure. So that's uh, that's a number that uh, is really high for us uh, facilities. Yeah. Stuff. So and there's really no way to get around that. And so we've got to build that into our pricing, and that's something I need to work on. Um, yeah. We're a little bit high on on employee cost. Um, mm -hmm. I think that also is indicative of the, the 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 regional market cost of living is 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 high here and, and that sure. you know people have to make enough to survive in this in this uh, in this area and so that yeah. pushes wages um where else are we kind of high i think oh 
I had some room to grow in advertising. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Grow in advertising. Um, well, I shouldn't say we were pretty low. There was some space to add yeah. to. So that's, uh, I think now that we, um, signed this, uh, this most recent advertising deal, I think we're probably a little high now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why you're going to increase your prices in a couple of months, right? <laughs> yeah, I haven't looked at those numbers yet, but I think we're I think we're probably a little high now. So, but it's okay, it's, you know. You're to trying to grow though. You're not trying to stay at three trucks. You're trying to grow. So yep. that's something that we we always say that's okay. If you're a little high, you don't want it to be that forever, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's peaks and valleys with that advertising percentage. So yeah, go ahead and talk tell people about that. What what you decided to to do here with with your uh, with your marketing? Yeah, it's super exciting. We. Uh, I've been negotiating with the uh, Seattle Storm, uh, Seattle WNBA team uh, for about uh, two months, and we really got to a to a place where I think the values there and in, in the things that they're going to provide and mm-hmm. uh, the approach that we're going to take and and the price point and uh, just signed the contract about two weeks ago. It was like I signed it right before I headed out to Dallas for the last trainer. No, uh, Colorado Springs for the last training. Um, okay, but it's exciting. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. I think uh, mm-hmm. there's a couple things that uh, that really make it exciting. So they're uh, right now in Seattle. Uh, Seattle's remodeling the Key Arena, which is the is the basketball venue right downtown. And and actually, sure. we have a hockey team coming. I was going to say, is that where the hockey team's going to be as well? Yep. And so oh, they're going to okay. start playing. Uh, they're going to the Storm's going to start playing in the in the Key Arena next year. Okay. And it's, it's gonna be a hot ticket in town and so that was some of the thought process is like how do we get in on this a little bit before save some money yeah it's gonna be a different price when they get there and and i was in a four-year deal okay Um, it's some uh, some savings and so uh they're playing in everett this this year um which is not right you know it's 40 miles to the north yeah Uh, but it gives us some time to kind of figure out. Uh, so we're doing some broadcast, in-game broadcast. Uh, okay. There's another, there's another component. It's called uh, uh, in in-game uh, uh, conversation. It's called draining buckets. So if there's a player that has some really some great shots, the, they'll have some game commentary brought to you by Craftsman Plumbing. And it's called that little commentary is called drain. So it'll, they'll say like, you know, this is a draining buckets moment brought to you by craftsman plumbing right and they'll talk about yeah. you know that was a three-pointer you know whatever yeah uh, the other thing that's going to start once they get into key arena next year is uh they're going to have a fan cam okay that's uh uh once once every home game a home game a fan cam that's called uh let's hear those pipes so it's like a sing-along okay brought to you by crafts and plumbing so yeah what we're really trying to do is like have to do some fun things think outside the box and sure and really um do that branding work right yeah. so so people when when people are scrolling through google you know and they oh, see yeah. crafts and plumbing prop up they're like oh yeah i, I know these folks you know yeah. we, let's click on that right and so you know the hard thing with with pay for click is google holds all the cards they do and i don't like being in that position and Mm -hmm. so you know i don't think that we'll ever get away from doing some pay-per-click we'll always do some but i don't want to rely on google for all my phone calls i agree with you i agree with you who's managing uh your website do you are you doing seo too stuff like that yep um let's see 
the website, uh, I have a local marketing uh, person I do TV ads with. Okay. Uh, he, he keeps up, he, he handles the, the website. Um, although I would say uh, they just changed names, but I've been using a, a it's placement SEO. I can't even remember yeah. their name. It's yeah. just rebranding. So redesign.co now. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's not rolling off my tongue yet. I have to. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, they're. I guess they're adding some content uh, through the okay. SEO program. Um, oh, okay, good. I got some. You know, I think in the first few months we saw some some upticks. Now we're seeing some drawback. You know, it's, mm -hmm. SEO is hard. I, I I wish I saw more upticks for what I'm paying out per month. But you know, they they assure me that it's that we're going to see some some more benefit in the, in the three. You know, in the four month as we as we go and so i hope they're right time will yeah. tell <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i know john's very attentive if nothing else either the responsiveness of them is pretty good um i i, I need to circle back because um um we forgot i forgot to ask you about service line and you said you hopped on uh hopped onto the service line train what was that uh beginning of uh this year or last year when did that come about well that was the end of 20 towards the end of 2019 2019 okay so you uh, saw a need for something so, like it right away. It was it was like March or April, I think, of 2019. Um, okay. It was one of the first things that I knew we needed to do um, after okay. after executive perspective, and and even before joining SGI, I really knew that we needed a more robust uh, software invoicing system. Um, mm -hmm. I had started when it was just me and a truck. I'd started using FreshBooks. Oh yeah. For all of my invoicing and but there was no dispatch capability, right? Sure. And so <clears throat> when it was me in the field and, and running a couple trucks around, it was all, dispatching was in my head and on my, yeah. on my notepad, you know? And so- It's a lot. It was too much to, to, to keep in my, in, my, <laughs> in my head anymore. And, and you know, and it, it led to mistakes, you know? It, sure. just, it was just too much to, to keep straight. So that was a, that was a big hurdle. Uh, getting yeah. everybody kind of up to speed and uh, able to use the platform, um, getting myself uh, up to speed using the platform and doing the dispatch, and, and uh, you know it's uh, it's a good program. I think uh, my big one of the big uh, plus sides for me. I think it's it. I wish it was a little bit more user friendly, um, mm -hmm. but one of the things i do appreciate is if 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 i call dan i say hey we gotta we gotta see something in in this in regards to this issue yeah they'll actually get a, an update you know and out within like a month and a half two months and like yeah having worked with some tech companies that's you don't see that you know it's right. like we're working on it we maybe maybe you know we're working on it maybe we'll see in a couple of years what they really years? Need like five years you know <laughs> yeah. right so right I, I appreciate that and i, sure. and I love but Dan, he's just he's just such a great guy. Yeah, yeah, no, Dan's good people. Um, so, but it's nice though to be able to upload notes and upload pictures and and right, you're not allowed to to go to your next call until you check all those boxes, which keeps your guys honest, right? That's been probably yep. a pretty nice aspect of things. Totally, that's great. It's great. So everyone's on board there with service line. Got to ask about that. All right, well, wonderful. Well, Dusty, uh, we're we're hitting we're definitely past the hour, so I want to. I want to wrap this up in interest of your time. Um, just a couple, couple more things in general. What do you think? What, what's Craftsman Plumbing going to look like in the next, say, five or maybe even ten years? What, what do you have uh, as goals in mind? 
<clears throat> you know, um, I'll answer the tenure question first. Um, I'm, I'm in just starting year nine of a 10 year plan to remove myself from operations. Really? Okay. And in 10 years, I would like to be um, not, not involved in day-to-day -day operations. Okay. So we'll see. I think that's, yeah. that's achievable. Um, where we're at in five years, you know, or six years or four years, you know, I don't know. Hopefully we're closer to that than, than we are today. Um, sure. It might be that, that I'm pretty involved up until year eight. And then I start, um, uh, the personnel and, and the, and the, the technicians are in place to, to really take off towards the end of that. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably how it's going to go. Um, mm -hmm. my, my time right now is best used mentoring and developing really great technicians. Right. Um, and then at some point mentoring and, and developing, a um, an operations manager. Um, you got it. Right yeah. now, I just, I don't have that person on the team. Sure. Sure. Well, you're not the size that, yeah, you don't need that just yet, but that's, that's how you get out of the day to day, right? You just got to keep adding layers. Uh, between you and the front lines that's good stuff um yep. do you know how many trucks is there a, a truck goal or or just essentially you want to have it financially where you where you it can support you and uh you know and it doesn't demand all of your time yeah i don't really i don't really have a specific truck goal but i'd, I'd like to see i you know 12 or 16 somewhere in there yeah that's great uh, what what are what are um, what are the couple things that you're really working on for the remainder of this year to to improve operations, maybe make yourself as profitable as possible, or generate as much revenue? Are there certain hot button items that you're you're working on right now? Yep. <clears throat> um, we uh, we need to uh, do some fine tuning in service lines. We need to get the pricing book into service line. Mm -hmm. um, we've been writing custom quotes for everything. And okay. uh, there's a couple reasons for that. I really want the technicians to understand what it is they're doing. Sure. And and it it really helps them as they're going through and writing that out and that custom quote and their tasks and what they're going to do. They're really thinking about what 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 does it take? What what's going to take for me to get this job done? Right. And um, some of our technicians are are pretty new to the trade, and so that really helps keep them from underbidding the work sure sure but it also takes a lot of time <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's days where it's like 10 30 11 o'clock and we don't have a quote written yet you know they've been inside <laughs> looking at everything and it's like you know it's like we got two more calls to get to you know and yeah. so that is a key thing that i've got to um we've got to get those quotes written and then uploaded and then um make sure that they're ready ready to be sent out to the public and, yeah and, whole book you know and so that's you know that's a lot of quotes in the system yes um, or verbiage I, I should say so <clears throat> so that's one thing um, the second thing that I really would like to see us tackle this year is uh, using our, our stock list in okay service. so yeah. you can you can you know click off what you used out off the stock of the truck uh, there's an automated form that goes to our supplier we get a delivery with a box that says truck number three on it and yeah. it goes in the in the rack and truck no, next time truck number three is here they get their stuff put it back on the truck and and keeping i think that's going to help keep our truck stocked oh yeah 100 percent. so that's those great are, those are the two things uh 
that I'm really excited about working on. And then, and then we're working on um, developing a better communication system with dispatch myself as a, as an operations manager. Okay. And then communications with the technicians. And this is, these are things that we're working on uh, post the train, the uh, uh, telephone dispatching training um, to mm -hmm. kind of fine tune that communication and keep that and, and get that aspect of the operation running smoother. That's great. Well, good for you. You certainly have it. And you know, you have your goals in mind. That's fantastic. That's great. Well, awesome. Well, last question for you, Dusty, is just what advice would you have for maybe a new member that started with the organization, kind of like you did a couple years ago, just how to get off on the right foot? What, what are some things I should be looking to do right away? What are some things you wish you would have done differently? Anything in mind? You know, I would say, uh, you know, don't be overwhelmed. You know, it's easy to look at everything and you're like, oh, God, you know. I don't know how we're going to do all this and <laughs> you know and I think it's it's worth it it's worth it yeah. to just you know compartmentalize and work on one thing get it down and then move on to the next because when all that systems are when all the systems are in place and the and the operations running smoothly the money starts coming in yeah and and it really you know when the money starts coming in it really frees you up to to invest in the company and invest yeah. in training and invest in better equipment and better procedures and 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 um it gives you that 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 space to start focus on quality yeah and or you do that then you know the, the smoother things run and it just it just builds on itself sure and it's 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 daunting to take all that on when you're thinking about you know hey there's so much to do and so yeah. much so many things to get better at and, and i you know i i'm not even close to having tackled all the all those tasks but right start just start doing them one at a time keep chopping wood right that's just right keep chopping wood. boy i you have invested us a lot and just in our conversation you've, you've sunk a lot back in the business but through it all you're still very profitable and and i think you're only going to be more and more profitable as as you increase revenue because you you've you've spent the money and you've put in the hard work to create the foundation so it's it's neat that we get the chance to talk to you and, and learn your story at this phase of your business and Looking forward to maybe having you on in a couple of years from now when, when you got a whole bunch more trucks and, and maybe things are getting a little easier, hopefully. <laughs> hey, one quick question for you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I haven't been to a, a um, expo yet. Oh, we were, wow. We were all dialed in to go to Temecula and then and then it got canceled. And so. Um, oh, you're putting me on the spot. Yeah. So what's. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard rumors that we're going back to Temecula. Is that is that going to be this fall? I would say there's a strong likelihood that would happen at this okay. point. I'm not officially allowed to say yes, but it sounds like it's really going to happen, but I can't say yes. <laughs> well, hey, I'm excited. No. I wanted to go down and check it out. And, and Oh, uh, man, you haven't even gotten a chance to go to Expo yet because it has been such a strange. I mean, you've ultimately you've taken this on at like the worst possible time because the neatest thing with being a part of the group is is all those people at expo and getting to talk to them so man you uh to consider what you've done without really i know you've got some some networking or you know up there uh amongst sgi members but you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy it i'm, I'm excited for you if you haven't been to one yet so but i, I think it's i think that's what it's looking like california is opening up let's put it that way so that was the big <laughs> that was a big barrier and why we that hadn't happened sooner so that's great oh, good 
Well, good. Well, wonderful. Dusty, man, this was really, really enjoyable. Sorry to keep you a little longer than I expected, but man, this, this was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, really good story. I'm super glad to, to meet you and learn your story and, and just really appreciate all your time. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, of course. All right, Dusty, take care of yourself. I'm sure I'll talk to you before then, but if not, I'll see you at that next expo, uh, wherever it may be exactly. <laughs> Have a good one. All right, you too. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story we're sharing that would also help other contractors, please email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's show, please, if you're on YouTube, subscribe, give us a like. If you're on your favorite podcast player, please leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and movers and shakers in the contracting world. This is The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony Financial. Allow homeowners to pay at a rate that fits their budget with a merchant fee that fits yours. Visit www.toolboxmysynchrony.com for more information.